Awesome. Okay, hold on one minute. Hi everyone, it's Carrie, and we're back for our second episode of the Capital Peers podcast. Yay! And today we'll be hearing from the Nutrition and Body Image Task Force. So let's have our task force leader, Brianna, introduce herself and her guest. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be on the podcast today. I'm Brianna. I am a junior here at GW, um, and I am the task force leader for the Nutrition and Body Image Task Force. We are super excited today to have Isabella from Spoon University GW come on and talk to us. Um, so Isabella, if you'd like to talk about how you got involved with Spoon University and the greater DC dining scene. Sure, so thank you for having me today. Uh, my name is Isabella. I'm a um, rising junior at GW um, and I'm the president of Spoon University. So I got involved with Spoon um, right when I applied or you know accepted my um, offer for GW. I follow Spoon University on Instagram. I'm a huge foodie and I follow you know all the food blogs, that type thing. Um, and I had followed, I had found Spoon University, like the big organization um, beforehand. And I wanted to see if GW had its own chapter, which it did. And so as soon as I got on campus, I found out how can I get involved? And I contacted um, some eGorm members and I've uh, moved up since then. That's awesome. And do you want to talk a little bit more about just like what Spoon University is mm -hmm. and like what your so, organization does? Yeah, so Spoon University is um, a food editorial by young people and for young people. Um, so members have the chance to uh, concentrate on certain skills such as marketing, photography, or writing articles. Um, as I'm sure hopefully you all know, we have our Instagram page so that um, content is made up of photos that our members take of their food journeys. Um, and then also we have our own blog. So people write articles about anything related to food really or lifestyle as well. So it could be uh, sharing recipes or ranking their favorite Trader Joe's snacks, something like that, all related to food because um, it's something we all love to talk about. That's amazing. I love Trader Joe's snacks. I need to look <laughs> at that. <laughs> um, okay, so then I guess to shift a little bit over to G World, which like is um, a hot of a hot topic here at GW. So what would you say your favorite G World dining spot is? It's a good question. And I'm always changed my answer, but let's say right now it's probably Bodega in Georgetown. I think like, well, in addition to great food, I think it's just like a really great like experience like with your friends, you know, you share um, different, plates and everything and just like you know it's like a, you, you make a day out of it you go to Georgetown it's like just like a really fun experience yeah for all of our listeners you know it's bodega is probably five minutes from campus and it's all tapas and it is so good and it's the ultimate sharing experience I feel yes. you can get maybe like 10 different things and then you could all share this wonderful meal together and it's on G World so you get this really affordable fun sharing meal that with everybody and I love that you said bodega I love that place I was really hoping you were gonna say that no Brianna do you have a favorite I, Bodega's so good. I'm obsessed with it, but I totally forgot until Isabella said it that it's on G World. Is it? I would say that Bodega's probably one of my favorites. I also really like Dukes. Like, pretty solid. For those of you guys listening, Dukes is in 2010. 
on campus and they do they have brunch they have dinner lunch they have like a good variety of everything and it's like French I think but also American and like everything is just really good yeah <laughs> I feel like Isabella can you, you take some like really great like brunch photos on your Instagram you know well, you, you know, want to talk about like the brunch scene with yeah, that <laughs> I was just gonna say you know DC is notorious for its brunch scene so yeah, I think that's like a really great like um, foodie event each weekend, you know, because there's always so many great brunch places. And I have like yet to try all the places I want to. Um, when I get back to campus, that that will be my mission to try even more and kind of go beyond foggy and everything. Um, but yeah, I think DC like is definitely known for having great brunch places and it being, you know, a common event each weekend. So definitely, you know, part of the GW culture as well. And side note, going back to 2000 Pen, I don't know if you guys have seen, but they're kind of, they're like building up or redoing like the inside mm -hmm. and a food hall. And I saw an article the other day about like all these restaurants that are going to be in there. And it's very exciting and I'm, ex I'm excited. So yeah, prepare to see, I guess, content on Spoon for there, on Spoon from there and have more, you know, places. I mean, I don't know if they'll be on Do World, but hopefully that would be great. <laughs> Okay, wait, I actually didn't know that they were building the food hall because like I saw the construction, but that is so exciting. I'm also like a huge foodie. I would say brunch is like an essential part of my <laughs> college experience. I've tried, especially like this year with COVID and stuff, I tried to try so many like outdoor dining places and like other places in the city that I, because I was in DC that I like probably wouldn't have gotten to try, but there's just, the, the food scene in general in DC is just absolutely incredible mm -hmm. but it's so good so I guess as we all have like acknowledged since the food scene is incredible but I would say there's definitely challenges to GW's like dining system set up with G World because we don't have a traditional dining hall and all that so I guess can you talk a little bit about some personal challenges you've encountered in regards to like the food situation here at GW and like do you have any advice to help students with that? Mm -hmm. So in my personal experience, uh, I lived on the Vern my freshman year. So it was a little bit, you know, you had access to, you didn't have the same access to restaurants and food in general as you would those living on Foggy. Um, we had like the one dining hall um, that was open but only at certain hours. So, and I uh, did like food shopping for myself regularly anyway. I liked to cook and I wanted to do that a little bit more. We had a kitchen on our floor, I lived in West. Um, but yeah, sometimes it was a little bit of a struggle not having, you know, a restaurant a few blocks away or, you know, just running across the street to carvings or sweet green, whatever. Um, so that was a little bit difficult, but I was kind of just an adjustment and learning how to food shop for myself and make sure I always had food on hand because I didn't always have the time to take the Vex all the way to Foggy to get myself dinner or food, whatever. Um, so, and I was always kind of prepared with snacks, food, you know, always having meals on hand because I wanted to make sure that I was able to feed myself. <laughs> so yeah, I think that was only a little bit, like that was a bit of a struggle. Obviously not everybody is gonna encounter that because not everybody lives on the Vern, but I think that's just like a lesson in general is to always be prepared with food because you never always, you, you never know what, uh, what's gonna be open when, if something closes or when you'll be hungry. So, and it's always important to eat when you are hungry, especially as college students, I feel like we forget to eat. So it's definitely important to make sure <laughs> you do eat. 
That's yeah. such a good point. And I, I also lived on the Vern freshman year, sadly. Um, and it was definitely a struggle with the food situation. I actually had, I was in a special program on the Vern in WLP. And so first semester I had a lot of my classes on the Vern, like three out of my five classes. So I would have lunch at Pelham Columns, which is the um, dining hall that you were talking about. That's on the Vern. Their food's actually really good for anyone who's listening. If you guys go, and I think it's still unlimited, at least it used to be, you can like really fill up. And it's a nice place to like sit and study for the day and just keep going and like keep getting food. Their late night grill is so good. It's like nine to 12, I'm pretty sure. And they have like chicken fingers, grilled cheese. It's literally, it's like better than carvings. I don't know why it's so good. They also have, this is like turning into like a advertisement for the Vern food, but they also have a brunch on the weekends. I don't know if either of you guys have tried it, but it's really good. It's like a big buffet. You can try what you want. It doesn't that this brunch place has, but it's pretty cheap. And if you just want like good brunch food, I would recommend it. But the Vern, I would say also like living on the Vern was definitely hard for me because of the food situation. A lot of times I'm just vexed to foggy and I guess something else to keep in mind if you're listening and like living on the Vern is remember like if you're on foggy and you're like going to Panera for lunch, think ahead and like be like maybe I should grab something for dinner or for lunch the next day or whatever. I think living on the Vern in general beyond even the food scene, it's just a matter of planning ahead and like always thinking two steps ahead and looking at your schedule for like rest of the day and the next day. And yeah, I'm also thinking too that with the, I think the major challenge when you're living on foggy especially freshman year um, for me was that there was so much and then you know your g-roll only has so much money on it <laughs> that you know you had to prioritize and we're talking about nutrition uh, you need to prioritize that you're going to feed yourself appropriately because it is really tempting to grab that $12, $15 sandwich. That's really amazing, but that's probably not going to fill you up for the day. <laughs> so, you know, leaving a little bit of money to actually grocery shop and to buy like at least a good breakfast. <laughs> you can use Spoon University to go see the wonderful brunch places on the weekend, but you need to budget <laughs> for those things. It's not like a normal campus with your swipes and weird dining plans where you have like X amount of dinners and things it's real money and you need to learn how to budget it. So I think that's really great that Spring University can help you figure out how you're gonna plan for the weekend and how you're gonna have fun with your friends, but prioritizing your nutrition and you know how you're going to feed yourself for the rest of the week. I know for me, I would normally skip breakfast because I wanted to have like that bigger lunch and that was just not a good idea. You need to feed your brain. <laughs> and so you can be a good student all the time. And also I wanted to kind of have a conversation about like accessibility you know, there are lots of dietary restrictions as well as, uh, you know, just money in general. Do you, does Spoon University have anything that like addresses that at all? Um, I wouldn't say there's anything specific that we address in terms of dietary restrictions, but we do explore a variety of different um, restaurants and types of food. So for example, we partnered with an or have partnered with um, a few different like vegan restaurants. I don't know if you've heard of Hip City Veg. And then we're actually partnering with a new um, fast casual vegan restaurant, um, Plant Burger, which will be opening uh, brick and mortar soon. Um, so kind of just giving people information about a variety of restaurants and everything. Um, in terms of those 
who have dietary restrictions, I would recommend following the GW dining reps. Um, they all, they have different dining reps based off of different restrictions. So uh, I think they have GW halal, they have GW vegetarian, um, vegan. They even have a Mount Vernon, Mount Vernon one because eating on the Vern is a whole separate entity and like ex experience in itself. So they had someone who shared their experience on there of living on the Vern and using the GW dining plan. So I would definitely recommend uh, checking those out if you are one of those people who falls into a dietary restriction category. Yeah, those are the GW dining accounts are great resources and like a quick plug for the nutrition and body image like posts on the Capital Peers Instagram. We focus a lot on nutrition and on dietary restrictions. And so whenever we post a recipe, we always try to post substitutes for people with different dietary restrictions. Um, and we also have the links to all of those GW Dining accounts on our Instagram. We post a lot of content similar to that. We have also a lot of body positive accounts that we have linked where you can go. So there's just a wide variety of really helpful resources on our Instagram for food and nutrition and dietary restrictions, in addition to all the other great health content that we have on our Instagram that everybody should check out. Um, my next question was going to be about balancing a budget, but I, I feel like we kind of already touched on that. Um, so just as a fun little question, what's been your like favorite thing about the DC dining scene? Um, I think for me, it's been the variety of kind of international cuisines that we have in DC. Um, I'm from New Jersey. And so I've been going to like New York City and Manhattan like my whole life. And I think comparatively, DC just has more variety in terms of like types of food that I've never even thought to have or heard of before. Like, um, you know, in Manhattan, you'll find a lot of like, ah, uh, like overexpensive pasta places, nice. But then <laughs> DC, I was like, oh, there's so many different kinds of like, I, you know, so many different options for Indian food, Thai food, like Ethiopian food, like stuff I've never tried before, but would love to experience and, you know, kind of expand my palate in that way. I'm pretty much willing to try anything. So, I really enjoyed kind of trying out new places and new types of cuisine and not just um, going to like, you know, my favorite stuff, but, you know, kind of expanding that and having a more worldly palette, if you will. It's so funny you bring that up because I was just having, I'm also from New Jersey and I was having a conversation with my roommates about this last week and they were like, how do you, because I'm always raving about how much I love the DC food scene. And they're like, how, how do you think it compares to the New York food scene? And I was like, well, I mean, I'm, such a sucker for Italian food but they were like I was like you know New York you can get great Italian food great bagels DC you have a much wider variety of foods but DC doesn't specialize really in mm -hmm. anything like New York you can get a good bagel here not so much but another question and I know that we're kind of heading towards a more like vaccinated and open city and I think DC just lowered their COVID restrictions the other day, but for students who are still trying to dine out in a like COVID safe manner or in a way that's just like in general, like less contained, do you have any recommendations for how to do that? Yeah, so something I did throughout the pandemic um, and continue to do is looking on Yelp, they have which COVID restrictions the restaurant is, or so COVID precautions, 
the restaurant is following. So it'll say, have a little, like, a little green check mark for like outdoor dining, masks, check temperature, uh, hand sanitizer. It'll show you which precautions they take and what measures they take to keep everybody safe. So I would kind of make sure at least the base ones I was concerned about were covered. And it also just gives you an idea of like, okay, how well is this restaurant taking care for everybody's health and safety? Um, I also was not afraid to just ask for, you know, something like, can I eat outside? Can I eat at this table specifically because it's in a little bit of a less crowded area because it's just what made me feel more comfortable. And I honestly think like, you know, it's not, if it's not too much of an inconvenience to the restaurant, it's definitely worth it because, you know, you're going to the restaurant and, you know, supporting them. You want to make sure you're having a safe experience. And so, yeah, I think just kind of taking care of what you, you're comfortable with and also just checking out what precautions restaurants are taking. And honestly, I feel like, especially later in the pandemic when people were comfortable outdoor dining more, you rarely found a restaurant that wasn't like, you know, doing, taking safety measures. I think everybody was on the same page with like, okay, we're, we're doing this, we're gonna separate tables, we're gonna do all the things. And so I think it didn't really become an issue, it kind of just was the norm at some point. But yeah, I, I just kind of did my own research to find out um, how they approached it. That's awesome. I did not know about that Yelp feature and I'm definitely gonna be using that because that's great. And there was a lot of times where I'd like call the restaurants individually and be like, do you have outdoor dining? Like, are the tables six feet apart? But that's so much easier if you could just go on and like search. That's awesome. So I guess my last question for you is for students listening, how can they get involved in Spoon University? Yeah, so first first step I would say is to follow our Instagram, um, which is at SpoonGW. And so you can kind of get an idea of what, um, what we do, look at some of our content, look, get some recommendations if you'd like. Um, and then in our bio, you can, there's a link tree so you can find um, the link to sign up and make an email with us. And so through Spoon, you also have a separate account um, through this like little forum called Secret Sauce um, <laughs> that all Spoon chapters have. And so you make your account and you decide if you wanna do marketing, photography or writing articles and you can kind of practice some of the skills you go through different modules on this website and you can get some practice in the skill that you want to do. And then also you'll just be added to our email list and get information from us. We send out emails during school year about every two weeks or every other week. And so, yeah, you can just, it, as much, you can get it as involved as you'd like to, you know, there's no requirement for anything for doing it, but um, you can also be as involved as you'd like to. So highly encourage if you love food, want to talk about food with people who also do, um, and you want to write about it, take photos, anything like that, I highly recommend you join us. Amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much for that information. Us. That sounds great. And I'm sure that you will. Yeah, thank you so much, Carrie, for organizing this and everything. And I hope that everybody listening listens to the rest of our podcasts and follows us and Spoon University on Instagram. Thank you for at, having me. At GW Capital Peers and at Spoon GW. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you.